What do you expect the fate of the drug to be once we have really been all through the thick and thin learning about the bioavailability and the drug absorption? Right? Okay, give me a second. I'm just done with painting the top of the mountain head and here comes a rolling star shining and it gets fixed on top of the mountain head. The banner reads Paramount Pictures present Technicolor Production. Good gracious! No, you're not sitting in a home theater watching Looney Tunes. Here I begin my verbal elaborations for the crowned topic of the day. That is introduction to the drug distribution. Welcome all to Is Pharmacology Difficult podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Once the absorption is done, the process of drug disposition begins. It involves drug distribution, drug metabolism or biotransformation, and drug excretion or elimination. Drug distribution concept for a beginner or a layman is simply the random scattering of the drug particles at different locations or systems in the body. Just imagine sprinkling of oregano, thyme, rosemary on your pizza. That is the drug distribution. Well, that was a wild imagination, but a really delicious one. There may be many restrictions to the process of drug distribution. The first restriction is imposed by the blood-brain barrier. The brain capillaries, they are quite unique as they tightly join together they have no intercellular spaces they are covered by the impermeable glial cells now that's the whole thing what we call as the blood brain barrier the capital triple b barrier got it actually if you have scored real good marks In the subject anatomy, I'm sure you know that there is one blood-brain barrier and the other is the blood CSF barrier. CSF, you know, cerebrospinal fluid. Now the capital triple B barrier, it is rich in efflux transporters. One, I will always tell you and I've always told you never to miss 
The efflux is the P-glycoprotein. It's a kind of a molecular barrier acting as a warrior against the poisonous substances and variety of neurotransmitters like epinephrine, dopamine, norepinephrine, etc. If these toxins or neurotransmitters are freely allowed access into the brain, they will lead to a lot many central side effects. Generally, non-ionized lipid-soluble substances have an easy access into the brain via the blood-brain barrier. Let's just list quite a few of these drugs or substances. Diazepam, propranolol, various narcotic agents like morphine, heroin, some of the volatile anesthetics like chloroform, ether, amphetamine, etc. In case some inflammation occurs in the cerebral linings of the brain, what we call meninges, that would definitely increase the permeability of these meninges. And that will really help out drugs like penicillin, chloramphenicol, etc. to have a free entry into the brain which otherwise do not. Got it? Then I want to tell you and you should really have a knowledge of certain special regions of the brain like choroid plexus capillaries, area postrema near the fourth ventricle floor containing the vomiting center. Then there are regions like pineal bodies, pituitary bodies, median eminence. They actually don't form a part of the blood-brain barrier. Why? Because they lack the occluding zonuli and they are so highly permeable. Now that was a little tip of the general knowledge part which you should actually know being a science student. Well, that was all a short tale for the day regarding the first restrictions for the drugs into the brain. And this short tale was just enough to give you all a glimpse into the process and what the heck is drug distribution all about. Now, I want to keep today's talk really restricted. Yes, you can compare it to the blood-brain barrier restriction. And the reason behind is just to balance my last two lengthy confabulations. Don't bother actually, you know. It's simply to master the minutes for things that really matter. Ciao for now. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, please visit www.isphamicologydifficult.com where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. Is Pharmacology Difficult? If you are listening for the first time, do follow me and subscribe 
whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Stay safe. Stay happy. Stay enlightened. Thank you.